everyone, and welcome back to Cold Coffee. We're back. New episode. I'm Kristen Hewitt here with the lovely Miss Tova Lee. How are you today, Tova? I'm really well. I was gonna say I'm really good, but that's a lie. I am so knackered. I've just come back from a whole day at the zoo with my kids, and I lost my shit so many times. I can't even tell you. I feel like the zoo is the number one, actually, after Disneyland place that you you just see moms lose their shit. Do you know what I mean? Have you had uh, meltdowns that at the zoo? It sounds like an awful day. It was an awful day. Let's just let's just say it, you know, because you, you think, oh, I'll take you to the zoo. We're going to see the animals. They don't give a flying fuck about the animals. <laughs> All they want to do is like, there's like touch. Have ice cream. Have ice cream. And slushies. And yeah, and go on the carousel. And I'm like, I just paid so much money to see the animals. They don't care. Oh, I just, I love my kids. Okay, I love my kids. <laughs> Today was awful. It was awful. Um, I feel like the zoo is one of those things that you think in theory it's going to be so great. Like you build yes. up these expectations as a parent. Yes. You know, you feel so lucky to even be a parent and you're taking your girls and you're so excited to see their reaction. Yeah. And then boom, it's yeah. like somebody has to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Somebody doesn't want to see this exhibit. They're yeah. hot. Now, is it hot there? Because down here in Miami, yeah. you have to go super early to the zoo before it hits like 90 degrees or you don't see any animals. No, I, it's miserable. No, I, I wish I could give my kids an excuse for why they were so horrible today. But unfortunately, there's no excuse. It was not hot. It was fine. It was very good temperature. But the thing is, it wasn't even about like having to go to the toilet because I'm one of those moms like, we're going to the toilet now. That's it. Like, I don't really care if you need to pee or not. We are all going to collectively pee because I'm not going again in five minutes. So we have like uh, planned stops. But the thing is, so we went to see the lions, right? The lions are always asleep, right, Kristen? Of course they're always you asleep. You never see an awake lion, right? The lion- And the gorillas. The gorillas exactly. are always asleep yeah. too. So the lion is awake, not just awake. He's awake and like walking up and down. I mean, it was incredible. And there's me going, oh my God, you guys, the lion, look, the lion. Nobody cared. There was like a little old phone in like a tiny shed. I mean, it was a dump. And there they are standing with the phone, punching it. And I'm like, what are you doing? The lion, the lion. Nobody cared. <laughs> I'm never going. That is yeah. hilarious. Literally. They like, they always like the chimps when the chimps are swinging mm. or the gibbon, little <laughs> gibbon monkeys that are always swinging and making noise. But yeah, I, we also have this thing where the giraffes, you can feed them kale and that's oh, kind of wow. cool because they put their faces like right to your faces. But yeah, the zoo was one of those things I did when they were really little. But now that they're older, I, no, forget it. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's so hot. Well, then we went to uh, we went to Regent's Park. It's like next door to the zoo. It's really nice. And there was a play play area there. So you see all the parents just sitting there quite miserable. You know, like you can literally see all the parents just sat there on their phones wanting to die. And the children are like playing, you know. So they played for like 30 minutes. I had 30 minutes. It was fun. Were you there by yourself or did you go with friends? No, that's the thing. You see, this is the way forward. Always go with friends. Really. Yes. Always go with friends. I made the mistake of just going by myself. I sound like the worst mother in the world. I'm sorry. No, I, you don't. I had a tough no, day. Okay. You don't. 
was hard work. You don't sound like the worst mother in the world. I'll do that too. Like I'm going to take my kids somewhere by myself and then it ends up always being miserable. So I won't go like to the beach. I live 10 minutes from the beach. (laughs) You'd think that I would go to the beach every single day because it's A, free, and the kids get the sensory with the sand and they get so, so tired from the wind and the swimming. And you'd think the beach was great, but for me, it's the parking and the carrying and the schlepping all the toys and the towels and the snacks and then cleaning it all up. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So I will only go to the beach if like my friends go and we rotate who brings something. Like somebody brings the blanket, somebody brings the toys, somebody brings the snacks so we all don't have to carry and schlep all <laughs> the crap yeah i just want to say to everybody who's listening by the way hi guys but also listen you can't see Kristen right now but her she basically has a cat on her head <laughs> my oh cat my god jumps up whenever i'm in the office the cat jumps up on the back yes yeah, so hi everyone <laughs> welcome back to another episode of cold coffee you just heard me and tova catching up but thank you to everyone who has subscribed and shared you know the second season is out and we're really trying to get the word out that we are back and we are a must listen so if you're listening right now and you like this hit the share button tell all your friends it takes 20 seconds and please don't forget to leave us a review if you do have an apple iphone if you could leave us a review and a five stars you know if you think we're five star worthy that would be awesome because that helps other people find us and we really need to spread the word that we're back i just want to um ask you about your nails what's happening with your nails? (laughs) Again, you guys can't see her nails, but basically she's got pink and baby blue. Is that a baby blue? My nails are so horrific that I went to a school assembly because school is almost over this morning. (laughs) And my daughters, so I had my surgery uh, eight days ago. I had my hysterectomy and an appendectomy, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I was not my normal, happy, peppy, positive self after uh, surgery. I was the most miserable wallowing in self-depression I've ever been. And so on Sunday, my husband um, and my daughters turned their room into a spa and they got their little Orbeez hand thing out and they soaked my nails and my daughters painted them a horrific hot pink and turquoise. (laughs) They like alternated every other color. I'll take a picture of them. That's like so not you, by the way. Like you're right. You know, you hate these colors, right? That's so hilarious. I'm like neutrals. And um, they massaged my back and they did my hair and my hair looked awful and they put makeup on me <laughs> and I looked like, so I insta-storied a little bit, but it was my spa day and it did make me feel better. That's really nice. That's nice. It was. Yeah. It was very cute. But yeah, it's funny that you noticed <laughs> it because they're awful. Oh no, they're great. It's really cool. a picture. <laughs> it's awesome. So how are you feeling? You just mentioned it's eight, day eight, right? Yeah. I'm told on. I got to take a picture of okay. my nails with you. Smile, <laughs> Tova. You're in the background. Yeah, well, it's basically taking a picture of her nails right now. <laughs> Um, so I guess this is, so this is part of our show today. Today we're talking about bodies and dad bods and my recovery and my husband. So I hope my husband doesn't listen to this <laughs> I like episode. that. My recovery um, and my husband. <laughs> and the, what's been going on. The tone. Uh, no, so I did, um, I did have a robotic laparoscopic hysterectomy on May 23rd, which by the time the show airs, it'll probably be two weeks post-op. But uh, everything went well. They took out my uterus tubes, um, left what was remaining of my left ovary. They did leave my right ovary, which is good. So I won't go into medical menopause, but which doesn't really matter because I've been in menopause for the last two, three years. 
and they had to take my appendix, which was covered in endometriosis, and they did take a lot of the endometriosis, which was on all of my organs. So it ended up being a longer surgery. I have to tell you here in the States, because of the way insurance is, it really sucks. I woke up from recovery at like 8.30, and they were pushing me out the door, like making me stand up, go pee, and pushing me out the door an hour later. I was so, I remember saying to my husband, how can I go home? I see four of your eyes right now. Like you have four eyes. Wow. Wow. Okay, so I want to tell you what led up to the surgery. And if anybody follows me on Instagram, Kristen Hewitt TV, I was Insta-storing leading up to my surgery. So the morning of my surgery, I was clearly a nervous wreck. You know, this is my seventh surgery. And whenever you go under anesthesia, I get worried that, you know, you could die. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, it's very small, but that's one of the things that was crossing my mind. And the other thing is, what if I do this surgery and I don't feel better? So I was really anxious. So I was like, screw it. I'm tired of feeling bad. So I made my husband make a playlist of like all my favorite songs. So there was Beastie Boys, Brass Monkey, Spice Girls. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. Like all of these old school songs that when I was in college and doing shots, I would dance to at the clubs at like you know, till 2 a.m. So I just d- had a dance party before the surgery. Wow. And then when, right before they were wheeling me into the surgery, I started to cry and I got really nervous. And so my husband gave me his phone with the playlist with Beastie Boys. So as they were wheeling me into the operating room, they're playing <laughs> Brass Monkey. And I'm like singing it on my, like the drugs they're giving me. And then I remember the operating room and I was so nervous and my surgeon was so nice. Like I was like, I'm really scared. And he was holding my hand Aww. through, I had a sheet over me and he was holding my hand. He's like it's okay hold on and he had them put beastie boys on in the operating room so right before I went under all the nurses everybody was dancing so it was awesome so there's something to be said for the power of laughter that's amazing that is incredible this is the first time I'm hearing this this is incredible wow amazing yeah I I really had to use music to yeah. stay calm because, you know, I'm, I'm, um, you know, very open about my battle with anxiety. So it really helped keep me calm and it was awesome. And then I woke up and they pushed me out the door and I went home and, you know, the recovery has been interesting. I've been telling people that I feel like I'm trapped in a Paula Abdul song. Like one day I take two steps forward <laughs> and then the next day I take two steps back. Yeah. Like you feel good. You get up. I'm like day eight post-op. You walk around, do a few things, and then you start to feel bad an hour later. So it's been a roller coaster for someone like me who likes to do a lot and likes to be in control and likes to feel good. It's been hard, but I'll probably – it's six weeks cleared to do everything. I've been cleared to drive, but I can't walk a lot yet. You know, I can walk like to my daughter's school and back, and then I have to rest an hour. So it's kind of been – frustrating. I think you're definitely taking more steps forward than backwards. Like even if it doesn't feel that way, it definitely sounds that way. It looks that way. Like I was in shock by how quickly your voice even sounded back to normal. Do you know what I mean? Because you had like that sort of, you could hear the difference in your voice the next day. I think when you, you sent me a message, but then literally the following day you were like, you sounded so much better and you look amazing. And I know that, you know, it's, it's a massive thing. You went through like a massive operation, you know, you, I think your recovery is probably faster than most people. Cause I, I don't know what, what did the, well, do you it's, agree? it's different. Some people say, well, so there's a great, so if anyone ever goes through a hysterectomy, not that a lot of people listening are, but there's a Facebook group called hysterectomy sisters. I think it's hister sisters. Mm. And there's like 23,000 people. And that group really helped me yeah. because they, they teach you and every, you know, you can ask questions and some people are back three days later driving and feel fine. And some people it takes two or three weeks. Um, you know, I think I'm somewhere in the middle 
Uh, I was pretty healthy before, so I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. It's just been it's just been a frustrating recovery. I think the one thing that's changed for me, and I think you got kind of the wrath of it in some of our messages, is I was I've been a little more negative than I normally am. I'm usually a little more grateful, a little more upbeat. I can try to find the good in every day, but the first week I was miserable. Like everything made me miserable, and I think you got a couple messages from me, and you're like, "Wow, I feel like I'm encouraging you," which is weird because <laughs> usually it's me that's so upbeat. But um, I had a hard time, and that's okay. And I've been admitting that publicly because I want people to know that it's okay. We all have to feel what we need to feel when we're going through things. Yeah. You know, it's okay to feel it and express it and let people know that you're not okay. But I also know that for somebody who is usually on top of things and like quite strong and, and a pillar like, you know, in your in your life and around other people, it must be hard for people around you. Like I know you mentioned your husband earlier, but like I'm very interested to hear – how the rest of the family have coped with it. I know you said your girls were like being super supportive and they did the whole spa thing, but has that been hard on them? Because I know like how strong you are normally and how everybody sort of comes to you. Like, do you know what I mean? Has that been a struggle? Yeah. Well, my mom was here for the first few days, which was helpful. My girls have been great. They bring me water. If I'm like, go get daddy and tell him to do this or go get me my computer. They've been really helpful. They feel bad. In fact, when I got in the house, I couldn't walk to my room. And my older daughter brought me her office, her chair from her desk, and she wheeled me to my bed. I was like, you're brilliant, Lila. So the girls have been great. Bob, the first few days, was super supportive, getting me medicine, like really taking care of me. But he's just different. Like, you know, when you're – I'm the rock of the house, right? So I do everything and he doesn't do everything. Like he'll go to the store and forget the cheese and the strawberries that he's supposed to get. Or like, I'm like, can you please get them their shower? And he doesn't realize that <laughs> you have to go with them because they will literally, Tova, they put the meets the, the shower on and then they dance naked <laughs> in front of the mirror. <laughs> For like a half an hour. Oh, I know. I know those dances. I know. Do they also jump on the bed naked? Because my kids do that. <laughs> so they jump. Reason. They climb on the vanity yeah. naked. They dance on the toilet yeah. naked. I mean, it's like, it's like I need to get a pole installed. <laughs> in- <laughs> yeah, yesterday my kids were doing that, like jumping on the bed naked. I don't know. I think there was some sort of point, but I, I wasn't quite sure what it was. And Mike got really exasperated. He was like, and then I wanted to annoy him. So then I started jumping on the bed as well. Like I was, they were taking turns. So I decided to join in, but I did leave my clothes on. I just want to make a point. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you. For, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. No, so it's just been like, I had a realization and honey, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but sometimes women have thoughts and yeah. I feel like expressing it right now. I had this thought at one point you know, after my mom left and it was all my husband and listen, my husband had the girls, we had a four day weekend over Memorial Day and he was alone with me and the girls like, and I was three days post-op. So I get it. It's a lot for him. But I had this thought laying in bed, like if I died, like what's going to happen to my kids? Yeah. Because I don't think he can handle it. Yeah. Like there's just so much. Uh-huh. I mean, he's the, he, he goes to work every day. He's not used to doing all this stuff. And I was like, he can't do their hair. He can't even get them a shower without me reminding him like 25 times to go in there and make sure they're not painting soap all over the walls, which they do too. <laughs> it's funny. So I literally- it's funny that you say that because I, I, I can relate. Like, and again, Mike is, Mike is really good. Like he'll, he does everything, you know, actually recently he's kind of half joked and gone, 
Tova, what do you actually do? (laughs) Let's just say the tables have turned, honey. The tables have turned. I sort of don't do anything now. He does everything. But like, let's just say at some point, right, it wasn't like that so much. And when the twins were born and I, you know, and I had this moment that I was very close to dying, that was the exact thought I had in my head. I was like, how is he going to cope? He doesn't even know how to tie up their hair. That was the exact thought that kept me alive. (laughs) How is he going to tie up their hair? Literally. Uh, Until, by the way, till this day, five years later, he still can't work out how a scrunchie works. So there you go. I yeah, it's it. hard. And the and the one thing that I find, and listen, I am not like male bashing here. No. This is just my, I'm husband bashing and I think that's totally allowed, okay, in this situation, is my husband likes to question everything that I want and makes me explain why I want it. Like, I need the babysitter to come today to drive me because I'm having a complication today. And he's like, well, she doesn't need to go to the picnic. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want her to go and she wants to go. Well, she doesn't need to go. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I want her to do this. So just make, do me a favor and call her and ask her, does that ever happen to you? Do you have to explain why you need something? Yeah. Like, why can't they just do what we need when we're in the time of needing something? Just do what we ask once without asking. Is that possible? Yeah, but you know, there's another issue here, actually. And uh, and I'm not, not, not disagreeing with you, but I, I actually noticed something else. So I would have probably been like you and done like you. A lot of the times I over, like I overkill myself trying to like make sure that everybody gets to their picnic and everybody gets to their thing. Whereas Mike will take a much... Um, uh, how do you say, like a more laid back approach to go, well, you know, worst case scenario, she just doesn't go. And he has no issue with that. There's no guilt. There's no problem with that. So when I'm in my foul mood, I'll go like, oh, you don't care. Or, oh, you're just lazy. Or, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll sort of like feel that's what it is. But then when I'm in my less kind of uh, moody mood, I'll go, actually, you know what? Yeah, maybe I should kind of like be a bit more laid back with myself. Like, you know, so nine times out of 10, like she'll go and then one time she'll miss it. It's not the end of the world. That's just another perspective. But I totally get that. Can you just do what I Listen, asked you to do? Listen, <laughs> I've missed everything the last eight days and I just wanted someone to take me to the picnic. And yeah. I just, I'm at the point where I don't like being you, asked why. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Just do something. Oh, yeah, yeah, for because sure. Because I asked just you do. one time without, I know guys, I know you're listening and yeah. you're like, she's really bitching. It's okay. You can bitch. It's an annoying. Do you not sometimes want to say to your husband stuff that you say to your kids? Like, why? Because I said so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't answer back. <laughs> Go to your room. Like so many things come to mind. So don't worry. You can be bitchy. It's okay. So I kind of wanted to segue to part of the thing we wanted to talk to uh, talk about today, which yes. is about bodies and men's bodies, because I, I had an interesting conversation. So I have been very open about my hysterectomy. I wrote a blog post about it, and I've shared what I've been going through on social media because, A, it's therapeutic and cathartic for me to like just kind of put it out there, and B... I want to help people. And I've gotten a lot of messages from women saying, thank you so much for talking about this taboo subject, which I've gone, hmm, is it taboo? Like, I didn't know I was being so open. And B, I got a call from a male colleague who's in the sports broadcasting world. And he's like, I'm kind of worried about you. And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm healing fine. He's like, no, you're putting it all out there. Like, you're actually talking about your uterus on social media. Like, aren't you worried about what people think? And I was like, well, no, I'm really not. So I'm curious what you think, Tova, and what our audience thinks. You know, 
is it taboo to talk about this stuff? And why would it offend a man? I mean, men talk about our bodies all the time. So why can't we? I'm curious what your take is. on Yes. This. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, you know me, I share nearly everything. So <laughs> it, when it comes to like oversharing, I think like I'm, I'm, I'm the first one to overshare. I don't feel I feel like if you talk about something that you want to talk about, then that's your thing. Nobody can tell you or make the decision whether or not it's you know, inappropriate, whether or not it's taboo, that surprises me as well. Like, I didn't know that people said that to you. And I didn't know that that's how people see it. And actually, if that is the case, then I think even better that you talked about it and you brought it up because I don't like subjects being taboo. It just makes them, um, I think people are scared of stuff and feel uncomfortable uh, with stuff that is not talked about. Like, do you get what I'm saying? So the less taboo something is, the more we can actually understand it and like get lots of views on it and just be a bit more educated, blah, blah, blah. Um, But with regards to the last point you made, yeah, I think that's so, so, so ironic that, um, like you said, society slash, I don't even want to say men, but let's say media, whatever, talk about women's bodies all the time. But when a woman wants to talk about her body or when a woman wants to show her body or whatever, you know, when she's having like a thing with her own body, it's like not okay. Something's wrong with that. I, I really, that really, I resent that. I think that's bullshit. And I, my last video is literally about this topic. I don't know if you watched the video or not, but I put it. I did. I did. Do you want to play a portion of it in the show? Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Why not? Yeah. So here's a little section from my video. Why is it that nobody ever talks about men's hormones? All you ever hear about is how women are hormonal and emotional. When let me tell you something about men after the age of 40. Hormonal bitches. Yeah, so basically, it's all about, um, let's talk about men's bodies for a change. And the point of the video, by the way, wasn't to shame men's bodies and like bring up all these things to kind of like make fun of men. But the point was to say, hang on a minute, why is it okay for us to constantly been be discussing and criticizing and really with a magnif how do you say like magnifying glass looking at women's bodies and they're always like in the headlines and nobody's talking about men's bodies at all i personally don't think we should be talking about neither i mean you can talk about your own body do whatever you want but i don't understand like why it's a subject for other people like that was the idea behind the video can you relate do you agree well, yeah, I mean, and especially as a woman who works on television part time, I totally relate because women's bodies are constantly nitpicked. I mean, we're told how to dress yeah. and how to look and you have to be a certain weight. And there's a saying in the television industry, and I don't know if I've said it here on the podcast, but the saying in, in, in my industry is you need to invest in your chest. <gasps> are you joking? No, it's a very common thing where women are, when they first get into television, you're told if you want to succeed and you want to get to the big leagues, to the top national networks, you need to invest in your chest, which I clearly haven't done and won't do. So I have a, I have always had a huge issue with this. I feel like there's a double standard on television. You know, men can be whatever weight. They can be bald. They can have facial hair, not have facial hair, dye their hair, not dye their hair. It doesn't matter what they look like. You know, they're not judged and hired based on their appearance yeah. in any type of media actress, you know, whatever entertainment business. But but women are subjected to ridiculous amounts of scrutiny, and I find it appalling. And they're not only scrutinized, 
let's be real, by other men. They're scrutinized by women. Yeah. And that's the part that really angers and frustrates me. Like, for example, you just had the royal wedding a few weeks ago. How many people were criticizing what the bride looked like or how simple her hair and makeup was or what the bride's mother's hair looked like? Yeah. And it wasn't men that were writing all of those things. It was primarily women. They were picking each other apart. And I just I just have a huge issue with the way women are constantly being yeah. portrayed and talked about. You know, this topic I feel like is a massive topic. It's not just, uh, you know, I was talking in the video about, and you're, what you're talking now is like, uh, uh, screw, how do you say it? Screw, I can't say it. Scrutiny. Yeah, yeah, scrutiny. exactly. Uh, and it's like about, uh, you know, again, with the royal wedding, uh, you know, who wore it better and like whose waist was better. The whole thing comparing, comparing, you know, between Kate and, 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 and Megan, whatever. But actually, it's much more than that. It's even just like talking like women who are. I don't know, like, for example, have something to say and they're in even politics and people talk about what they wore. I don't understand why that's relevant. Or if they smiled, like, who the fuck cares if they smiled? Like, I hate when people I just tell don't me understand to smile. Like, how this is relevant. If something, if so, I just don't understand. Like, I've never heard anybody say about a guy. He, oh, he doesn't smile much. Like, smile more. Exactly. Like, like I mean, I, and I told that? you this before. Nobody ever says that. And people, have, I'm sure, have said it to you. Like, Tova, smile. Yeah. What's wrong? Like, men have patronized oh, you, yeah. I'm sure, and said that. People, people say that to me at work all the time. But who has ever said to a man, hey, Bob, smile. smile. Like, yeah. Nobody does that. And, uh, okay, nobody so, but what that. was interesting is, like, okay, so we can point out, like, all these things and there's so many let's face it in the media like we can give so many examples i wrote something today on my instagram about actually about kim kardashian's visit at the white house i don't know if you got a chance to visit it or not but there was this headline she visited the white house on wednesday uh president trump to talk about prison reform and uh the headline was all about her butt basically when trump met rump and, you know, I just, again, like, this has nothing to do, by the way, with Kim Kardashian, whether you like her, you don't like her, you think it's uh, whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's so sexist. It's so disgusting. I didn't even think about that. You know, when I saw Kim it's Kardashian disgusting. with Donald Trump, I thought, I rolled my eyes and thought two social media stars in the White House like this is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, but the thing is like. So I was looking I, at it from an intellectual, I know, I know. but I didn't even I, think about a that. A lot of people had a lot of things to say, but I had a, I'm, and I, I, let's not, I mean, we, I, we don't have to get into that discussion or not because that's not like what I'm trying to say at the moment. You know, I personally, I think good for her. And I didn't roll the eyes because I actually watched the interview she had with, and I can't remember his name now, where she explained why that cause is really important to her. I found it as very sincere and like I believe her that she that it matters to her and the end of at the end of the day there is a president in the White House who was on a reality show so that's just reality that's life now right, right? unfortunately so yeah so that's <laughs> life so move on from that right but my point right. is that again a newspaper did an article about this visit and in the headline they referred to her body why is that that is insane. And a lot of people are justifying that by saying, well, she's a celebrity. She's into fashion. She's all about her body. But then again, I can 
give you names of other male celebrities who have visited the White House who do fragrances or who sell boxer shorts or who whatever. And nobody ever said what they wore. Nobody ever referred to their bulge. Nobody ever referred to their bodies. <laughs> How is this relevant? This is not relevant. She didn't go there to talk about her butt. It's like the comment about the boobs back then. I can't remember now who did it in the um, on TV. Do you remember? The conversation wasn't about boobs or about breastfeeding, right? Do you remember that? It, what is yes. the conversation about? The conversation was about, you know, prison reform and about drug and bl- drugs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's that type of thing. But what I, what I wanted to say is that what's interesting is that the video that I uploaded yesterday started a debate and a lot of people were talking about um like trying to figure it out like why is that who allows that so a lot of people were saying what you said it's actually sometimes the women who you know nitpick each other right and comment about each other's uh bodies and then people were asking well where, where does that come from like does it come from somewhere in our subconscious that women's worth or however you want to call it is so linked with our looks is it the fact that women need approval um, is it, and men don't, like they don't care. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? A lot of men actually who were in the debate and didn't take offense and were able to see beyond that and actually have a conversation said to That's me. That's excellent. I would yeah. actually like to go back on your Facebook page and read their yeah. comments because I would love to hear what the men had to say. Yeah. The men, some of the men were saying, uh, oh, my, my body is too boring to discuss, like, you know, whatever. There were some people, some of them were actually really funny, I have to say. There are some guys with some really good sense of humor on my page. Well done, guys! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, a lot of them were talking about their droopy balls, how they sit on them on the toilet. But that's like a different, <laughs> a different oh God, show. Oh my God, I think I just threw a up different show. <laughs> Listen, we need to talk about droopy balls. You know, if we're going to talk about women's saggy boobs, then we are going to talk about droopy balls. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did love about your video, and I will go back to who and why we're debating this. I mean, and, and why, you know, women are scrutinizing each other. But one thing that I did love, one great point you made in your video was about the dad bod. Like there's this whole um, social media, like, and this personif- personification of men right now in their dad bods. Yeah. Like when men have kids, they gain a little weight. And it's a good thing. Like dad bods are hot. Yeah, I know. Weight and whatever. How hilarious and- is that? <laughs> And you made an excellent point because you're like, hello, they didn't grow a baby. They didn't push it out, a watermelon out of their vagina. They didn't nurse a baby for the year. They sat next to you and stuffed their mouth with chips and whatever, and they gained weight, and they're glorified. They're glorified. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, the women who have a baby are like, oh, look, three weeks later, and she hasn't lost the weight. I just think it's such a disgusting yeah. double standard, and I'm really frustrated <laughs> with funny. the whole glorification of dad bods. Oh, it's very funny. It's Yeah, it's ironic. But it, it's interesting to try and figure out, like, where it comes from. And like I said, a lot of, uh, you know, people are, uh, you know, uh, offering some interesting, uh, like, explanations, their theories on it. Maybe it's what they relate to. And I, you know, some of them, I, I could see their point. Like, they were saying, like, women care more about, again, this is a massive general generalization, of course, but like, as women, maybe we care more what what people say, or whereas men don't care. Or like I said, the other point was, is how deep and how far back are we going with this? How women's looks are so linked with our worth. I mean, it it's not and it shouldn't be and it, you know, whatever. But do you get what I'm saying? Somewhere in our in our psyche, that it's just become this thing, you know, and how do we break that? How do we 
How does that not happen? So for example, when I saw the post about Kim K, for me, it's putting everything else aside, everything else. And again, I just want to say like, I don't, I, I actually don't think anything bad about anything. You know, it's a cause she believes in. I think more celebrities should go out there and say and stand up for causes just because they are a celebrity or into fashion or whatever. Uh, their size, the size of their butt is irrelevant. It's a good cause. She believes in it. She's got millions and upon millions upon millions of people following her. Why not use the voice for something good? So that is my opinion about that. But I'm saying push all of that aside. You see that type of headline? No, absolutely not. And it doesn't matter. Anything else doesn't matter. No, they really should be just ashamed of themselves, period. Do you get what so I'm saying? I, agree, I do. I agree with you. And I agree that it is it is very sexist. Now, I'm going to say this and you're going to disagree with me. That's okay. But I think the reason why they did it is because she does glorify her body on her Instagram page. I mean, she posts nude selfies. She did the whole, what was that? Didn't she do a photo shoot where she had her butt out? I mean, she puts it out there. Does that mean she deserved that? No, but I think when you're a celebrity and you are constantly publicizing your body, you leave yourself open for criticism. No, now, I, I does that allow? Yeah. Do, I, does that mean that they had the right to post that? No, no, it's completely sexist, and they didn't. But what I'm telling you is, I have a feeling that's why they did it because they see her constantly putting her body out there, and they feel like, well, if you're going to put it out there, then we're going to talk about yeah. it. Am I condoning it? No, no, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, fine. But I have two things to say about that. First of all, again, disagree completely with that uh, theory because to me, this links in with, oh, you can't really expect to be respected if you wear X or Y. I don't see it that way. You do whatever you want. And you deserve respect simply for the fact that you are a human being and we all deserve respect. So that's number one. And secondly, I'm talking about dub double standard. There are plenty of celebrities who put up on Instagram or social media pictures of their bods, their six packs with their, you know, boxer shorts and you see their bulge and whatever. Okay, we can start arguing now about technicality. How much skin did you see? Kim K showed more skin. Who cares? That for me is not is irrelevant. The the fact is that you would have never, not in a million years, seen that type of headline if it was a guy. Not in a million years. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And it is disgusting. So you asked a question, and I don't know if we can answer it, but let's revisit it. Yeah. So this this is cultural. This has been going on in society for hundreds of years. Women are constantly portrayed. They're painted in the Renaissance era, back in the 1400s of Italy, you know, naked and with their cherubs, you know, wrapped in yeah. cloaks. I mean, women's bodies are always, are always, have always been idolized, yes. you know, by men. So this is a cultural thing that has happened over hundreds of years. Now, what makes it worse is magazines when they're photoshopping women, making people feel like they have to be a certain thing. But how can we reverse it? How can we stop the double standards? How can we make men and women equal? And can we make it be equal? I don't know. That's the question. No, I don't know either. But you know, it's funny because you talked about, uh, you know, um, uh, art and, you know, different periods in history. Actually, there were a lot of periods in history where 
men's bodies were painted naked and a lot of those cherubs actually are male they're not hello they're david not, yeah they're not exactly they're not women at all what about the greeks you know it was all about right. walking around naked all the all day long you know <laughs> like do you know what i mean so i don't know when in history it changed exactly i'm not i don't want to say anything come across like really stupid like i don't i don't know to say you know how how it you know became what it is now but all i say well all i do think is that you know we need to I don't know how we're going to change it. I think at the end of the day, the change actually needs to come from within. I am trying, I try to vocalize moments when I see that that happens. And I try to use my platforms to vocalize when I think like it's wrong. But at the end of the day, I actually believe that change needs to come from within. It's something about how we see ourselves and how we love ourselves and how we, what, how we see our own worth. And I think that when that really fundamentally changes and you know, the change will, it'll just happen because it comes from inside, never comes from outside. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? It does. In fact, you just made me think of one of my favorite quotes that I have hanging in my bulletin board in front of me that says, stop seeking approval on others yeah. and find it within yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's the number one thing we as women need to do. We need to stop seeking the approval of others and realize that we are enough exactly as we are. Yeah. We might not be the exact weight we want to be, or we might not have the right number size on our bathing suit or our jeans, but it doesn't matter because where we are right now is exactly where we're meant to be. And if we can accept ourselves, then we will be kinder and more capable and more loving and able to accept others without judgment. And I feel like Kindness, and I know this sounds like all like Mother Teresa, like, ooh, kumbaya, let's hold hands. But I really feel like kindness is the answer. When we're kind to ourselves and we're compassionate to ourselves, we have the ability to be kinder and more compassionate with others. I mean, there's so many times I see people share things on social media and they're like, who sang the national anthem and everybody thought it was awful? And I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. And people were trashing this poor woman. And I was like, this is what we do in the media and on social media and in society. We just open mouth gossip about people. Like, what if we just used our words for good? And we just... You know, my mom used to say, if you have nothing good yeah. to say, say, you know, if you have nothing, what's what's the saying? I'm saying it wrong. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything yeah. at all, right? So if we all could practice that, I think that some of this criticism and this this body stuff would stop, but it takes a col it takes a collective society to want to change. And some people don't feel like they they may not even be on the level where they know they have to make a change. Yeah. I was just thinking that that saying is so brilliant. If my kids lived by that saying, they would say nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> they would just be quiet all day because, I mean, going by today, all they did was moan. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a good saying. I have I taught like my it. kids that saying and sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Yeah. And I just make them say that every day because I'm like, enough. I can't police it. You guys have to know. That if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah. And it's it. No gossiping. I'm trying to teach my third grader going into fourth. Oh, my God. She's going to be 10 next year. Yeah. Like, no, we don't gossip about people. We don't talk about people. It's actually, start it's actually funny that you say that. Sorry to cut you up. But it's really funny no. because a lot of the times, like, uh, I'll say stuff to my kids and I realize, like, how – but so many adults, uh, uh, even me, like you have those moments that you, you know, you get dragged into it. So like uh, the thing that recently I've been talking to my kids about, like they get really offended. Somebody at school said this to me or whatever. And then they're like really offended. And I'll go, but is it true? Like, is it 
are you like that or is it true? And they'll go, no. And I said, then I don't understand like why it upset you so much apart from I get it. Of course, nobody likes hearing something nasty. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, and then I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I tell my kids all the uh, time, yeah. don't take things uh, yeah. personally. And it's, But yeah. then you look at social media and you see that like millions of everybody adults takes everything are like personally. that. It's hilarious. Yeah. I have a Facebook group. It's called Tova Talk. And this is like, <laughs> it's like a daily thing. Oh, she said that. And they said that. I'm like, just scroll down. Who cares what they said? You don't even know them. They don't even live in the same country as you. <laughs> Who cares what they said? It's so funny. It's, you know, it's one of those things. But anyway. Tova, this this has been an off. like, we got to get to Not So News. Yes. But I, I just want to say that this has been one of my favorite shows Me we've too. ever done. Me too. Because we're just talking and we're, it's, and the one thing I want to say is like, a lot of people have messaged me like, you and Tova, you don't agree a lot. And I'm like, yeah we're different that's why this show works because it's okay to disagree with someone oh, yeah. respectfully oh i love like, it. that's people what makes say that to you work. that's hilarious yeah <laughs> like you guys were totally fighting last episode i'm like really oh i didn't think so well whatever okay so we are gonna get to not so news yeah okay so you guys i am in a group and a woman i know who is a pr person had a horrible experience, but I really want to break this down with you, Tova, and talk about the story because there's so many layers and I just don't understand how this happened. Southwest Airlines is investigating. Oops, my computer froze. I didn't print it out. Stand by. <laughs> stand by. I love the stand froze. by. You're such a TV person, aren't you? Stand by. came <laughs> so natural to you. Should I? Should I? Southwest okay. No, no, no. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, my computer is slow because I think we have so many things running. Okay, Southwest Airlines investigating claims a passenger was masturbating while watching porn and sat next to a woman during the flight. Ellie Sherriott, founder of Sherriott PR, was traveling aboard the flight from Las Vegas to Philadelphia when the passenger began masturbating. He had his iPad open on the tray table watching porn without using headphones. She said she felt his body shaking in the throes of his orgasmic bliss. So then she gets on Twitter, right? (gasps) Yeah. And she starts tweeting to Southwest Airlines. And the Southwest Airlines people said, well, just change seats. No. And she was like, I can't. The flight is sold out so she said she talked to a flight attendant and they said that they were cleaning and there was nothing that they could do so then he actually gave the southwest airlines stewardess or flight attendant i apologize i know stewardess isn't the proper term like the actual rag in which he no no this is made up no way no this is real this is a daily meal and then when he got off the plan plane he patted her on the head and said hope you enjoyed the show oh no so she has been trying to get a hold of Southwest Airlines, and this has been covered on TMZ and a lot of places. So my husband and I had a long talk about this because he always does the thing. You know how I told you that he always questions everything yeah. that I say? So he's like, wait, I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't she get up and go get a flight attendant? Why didn't anyone else on the plane see this? Why didn't she get a cup of hot coffee and pour it on his penis if it was exposed? <laughs> like, these are the things my husband's saying. And I do tend to agree with him. Like, if he was like, what would you do? So, Toba, if you are on the plane in the middle seat <laughs> and the guy to your right is watching porn and masturbating and you're in the middle, what would you do? Oh would you get God. up? Would you yell out loud, like, help, this guy is exposing himself? What would you do? That is crazy. I don't know. You know, it's, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think that I would probably start screaming and shouting and 
and and call somebody and do something. But then on the other hand, like how many times does it happen sometimes that you just freeze? I don't know. Maybe she froze. Maybe it's one of well, those scenarios know, that she you freeze. She tweeted about it for hours, so I don't know. I remember I don't when know. I was how, – how old is she? I wonder. I don't know if how relevant that is, but I remember when I was uh, much younger. I was in New York, and um, I was on a subway, and we got this guy coming up, and he was like an older elderly man. I, like he was older, and he just suddenly opened his coat, and he flashed us. You know, he was like oh, – yeah, he, yeah, he was like naked under his coat, and I just sat there like I was – do you know what I mean? Like you think you would just get up and go to another side of the cart or like get off and then whatever. But I I, I sort of like didn't want to draw attention. Like, do you know what I mean? I just sort of sat there and kind of like, you know, like looking back, I'm thinking, why didn't you just get up or or do something? But do you know what I mean? There was something about just going. Yeah, no, I mean, I think when you're I'm, younger, yeah. you don't have the confidence to stay. And that's what I told my husband. I think she's younger, like late 20s, early 30s. But I think when you're younger, you don't have the confidence to stand up for yourself and say, no, don't do that. I mean, that's what yeah. the whole Me Too thing oh is about. God. You're a young actress. You're new in the business. All of these things are happening to you. But I would just like to say that if this ever happens to you on an airplane <laughs> Obviously, ring the flight attendant, stand up, yell, oh, my God, this guy is masturbating next to me and get some hot coffee and pour it on him because I feel like that is a brilliant move. Yeah. Okay, hun, this was fun, really, really fun. Um, you guys, thank you so much for listening to us. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review, please, if you like us. Don't forget to come and follow our Facebook uh, page, which is called uh, Cold Coffee Show. We're also on Instagram. <laughs> Are you impressed by me right now? I am, and you got it right. You got <laughs> Cold Coffee Show I right. I'm like... So impressed. Yes. And please share this with your friends. Um, We have moved our podcast, I'm sure you've noticed, to a different network. And so we're just trying to get the word out that season two is back and we're back. And we hope everybody um, enjoys cold coffee. So thanks for listening and see you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye.